is Alicia Christian, and welcome to the Eating Me Podcast. Hey, y'all, before we get started, I do want you to know that in this conversation, um, we do talk about suicide and other issues that are uh, related to mental health. So please take care of yourself. And if you need to skip this episode, I completely understand. But for those that are going to listen, like I said, take care of yourselves and enjoy the conversation. Love y'all. Bye. Hey, y'all, it's Alicia and welcome back to another amazing episode during Pride Month on the Enemy Podcast. Y'all, I've had the pleasure of interviewing so many awesome people. And this week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Amethysta Herrick, who is a transgender woman who has coined the slogan, making transgender normal since 2022. And I thought this was so awesome because Amethysta didn't step into her own until 2022. And She's known she was transgender for a long time, but at that point in her life, in the year 2022, she truly stepped in to being who she is, this amazing woman. And I'm going to actually share with you what she has written on her actual website about herself and how she has become this amazing woman that she is today. So it says, hello, my name is Amethysta Selena Herrick. I'm a transgender woman. My education and professional background is scientific and technical. Over my 25-year career, I worked as a chemist, a professor, a software engineer, and a software manager. Despite professional success, my life was punctuated by mental health issues, substance abuse, and self-harm. I was hospitalized, medicated and analyzed, yet my mental health was never completely stable. In 2022, I began exploring my gender identity and discovered the link between accepting myself and achieving peace. On the 7th of July in 2022, I took the first step to transition gender, which led to such positive changes in my outlook and self-worth. I was encouraged to share my story with others. Today, I write full-time about my transgender experience to explore the nature and origin of identity. My purpose is to demonstrate how the transgender experience is no different from other common human experiences. That by accepting ourselves, not only do we feel better, we understand each other better. Y'all, Amethysta is such an amazing individual and I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. So I will not keep you waiting. Without further ado, please welcome Amethysta Herrick. Amethysta, I just, I'm so excited that you're here with me because one, I, you know, of course we both Googled each other to see what was going on with each. I mean, mm-hmm. who, who doesn't? I'd, I'd hoped people would do that, but you know, everyone's different. But you know, as I like looked at different things um, that you've done and what you are doing. I was just so just like impressed and just like amazed at how since 2002, you've made so many different strides, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I know people are probably like, what, how, like, tell us what's going on. So I'm going to, you know, obviously hand the mic over to you at some point, but I just wanted to let you know that initially that knowing your story, it is just amazing that, you have done so much so far and I can only imagine what you're going to do in the future. So, you know, thank you so much one for being on the podcast and thank you for being a beacon of light in such a short period of time. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. No, I appreciate the invitation. I don't, a beacon of light. I hope I can live up to this. <laughs> yes, you can definitely live up to this. So you know, some people are probably like, what are we talking about? So if you could just share with us, you know, just the beginnings of, your journey um, as a transgender person um, sure. and then just how things have kind of like transpired, transpired into who you are today. Yeah. Sure. So I'm trying to figure out if I want to like throw my age out there. And I mean, what, who, what does it matter anyway? But so I, I grew up at a time, so it would be the 1970s. I was grew up at a time when, you know, transgender I mean, I don't even think the word really existed right. at that point. I mean, it certainly wasn't common in common usage. So growing up, while I already identified 
you know, not male leaning anyway, because I grew up right. with three sisters um, and my my father left when I was eight. So most of my formative years were were very feminine, you know, influenced very feminine. So while I while I identified lean that way, we really didn't have a word for it. Mm-hmm. And so going through high school, certainly going through puberty, um, I mean, anybody else who's transgender can identify with this. You go, oh, God, yeah, puberty. I mean, right. you know, it was, it was a horrible, horrible time. So in college, though, I ended up, once I got out of my hometown, which is Los Angeles, I mean, it's kind of a big hometown, but right. not exactly a town. But once I got away from, you know, everything that was familiar to me, I really started, you know, investigating myself. So mm. as an undergraduate, even though I lived in San Diego, I actually, you know, I started, I started dressing in other, you know, in women's clothing because, you know, it made me feel more natural. And so that was, you know, that continued, continued on actually until I, um, I had a girlfriend who broke up with me because I stretched out her dress. I, you know, if you're listening out there, Tammy, I'm sorry, but look at me now. (laughs) So (laughs) it was, you know, it was actually worked out for the best. Right. So, but that was undergraduate when I went to graduate school. So this was in Georgia. Now I've moved across the country. All right. I'm not even in California. And I had no friends. And mm. and so I, I thought, well, I mean, you know, I've got to kind of invent myself at least a little bit. And one of the big moments, I, I you know, I have no idea what the date was, but one of my big moments, I remember waking up. It was probably a Saturday. So it was probably hungover, <laughs> like you do. Right. <laughs> like I did, anyway. <laughs> and I remember looking out the window and just, you know, I could see blue sky blue Georgia sky, which is different from blue California sky. I'll just just point that out. But I look out the window and I went, oh my gosh, you know, I like men and I like women. Hmm. And there's a word for that. And that's bisexual. And that's me. Right. That's great. And then followed, you know, almost immediately on that thought, I went, gosh, also, not only am I a man, I'm also a woman. And there's a word for that. And that's well, I'll come back to that, I guess. You know, I'm like, well, right. I'll think about worry about it later. You know, I didn't yeah. have a word for it, but I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. I ended up saying, hey, look, I, I can be both man both man and woman simultaneously. And I mm-hmm. it didn't seem, you know, weird to me. Well, I mean, right. it seemed odd, but I don't know. I don't know how else to put that. I've right. accepted it. How about mm-hmm. if I just say that? I accepted it. And so I was probably 22, 23. Well, mm-hmm. no, probably 24. Still doesn't mm-hmm. make a difference. But um, later on, so you had mentioned, um, you know, early in the 2000s, early in the 2000s, I started looking into transition when I had gotten back to California. And it was really horrible. I mean, it was right. 2001. And it was extremely difficult to transition then. And anybody who's looked at it, you know, then, I mean, I got to imagine the people who transitioned in the 1970s are like, oh, honey, really? Right. By 2000, it was pretty okay. Right. But it was hard. I had mm. to talk to psychiatrists, and then you had to live as your preferred gender for a year before you could start hormone therapy. Mm. And I mean, and it would have been very difficult to live as my preferred gender for a year without, you know, the benefits of hormone therapy, at least now that I've started it. So so I, I stopped that process pretty quickly. I mean, mm. it's really, I looked into it and I went, oh, gosh, that's too hard. You know, right. never mind. Um. And then I had a lot of mental health issues. I kind of always right. have, have had mental health issues, particularly in graduate school. But then, um, you know, once I finished grad school, uh, my now wife and I, we moved to New York uh-huh. and it just got worse, more and more depression. And, you know, finally, um, I was involuntarily committed. I have been a few times, yeah. um, but, you know, I got help. And an interesting thing, I was 35 when I first got help and, and, uh, that happened because people, I mean, the mental health profession didn't, I don't have a better way to put this other than they didn't believe me. Wow. They said, well, you can hold down a job. You went to graduate school. You must, you must be okay. We don't believe you could have the, the symptoms you're talking about. There's a guy, I won't say his name, but there was a guy who said that flat out. Wow. He said, look at these things you've done. I don't believe you have the the symptoms, you know, that you're telling me. 
So very difficult to get help. Fortunately, I was, you know, I, I was able to, you know, ultimately I, I did have to, to hurt myself pretty badly right. before, um, b- before I was able to get the help. But um, once I did, you know, things, things were at least stable-ish. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time our son was born, you know, I, I was, we, had, we had moved out of New York. We're now in Colorado. Um, and life was starting to get kind of rough again. But, um, you know, I ended up quitting drinking. I ended up, um, I started meditating. I started running again. And all of these together contributed to a sense of stability. Wow. And, you know, up in in 2022, my wife ended up telling me, listen, the last thing you really need to work on here is your gender identity. So I, so I started thinking about it in, in, uh, you know, early 2022. Now, the when I said gender identity, like I had really I had accepted that, you know, in 1994, I guess it was. So it had been a long like I didn't I didn't have a problem with the the identity, but I knew very well. And and I'm you know, I'm saying this, you know, there should be quotes in this a little bit. But, you know, I knew very well I didn't deserve to transition. I wasn't allowed to. Mm. That's one of my last sort of problems I got to punch through is right you know i have this sense that i'm not allowed and i'm not good enough and and uh but with my wife's help i mean i put on that first estrogen patch and that was july 7th so not quite a year ago wow but um yeah i mean once you know two within two weeks i was like well this is clearly the path for me and i wished i had done it before right and then there and then you go well but if you if you take anything out of the out of the story, the ending would be different. Mm. You know, like maybe we wouldn't have a son. I mean, if I yeah. transitioned in two thousand one, you know, I would have missed out on on this wonderful person in my life, and right. I wouldn't give that up. So now I am very glad that I did it. Partly because it also inspired me not to be in software anymore, not to be in the the technology field. And so now I, I started writing. That it's it, a lot of what you've just shared. Just, it's really like vulnerable information and just, but I love that. You, I mean, it's your story and that's beautiful. And so just <laughs> thank you. Seriously, thank you so much. Because I mm-hmm. think, especially when we're thinking about people that have struggled and are struggling with mental health concerns, um, it, it's like an ongoing thing, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. And there's never a thing of where it's like, oh, it's fixed and I'm perfect. And we're, you know, we're on, you know, onward and upward, you know? Right. Right. And so, you know, just thank you for that. And I guess also, too, when it comes to just your transition um, and you working in software, what, (laughs) (laughs) right, as we both are like, oh, yeah. I was reading something where you were saying, like, you know, you were surrounded by all these, like, really masculine, you know, presenting people. Um, And so you, in the mix of all of these people, what was that like at that time? So when, you know, you're in this technology field and Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you you have to prove yourself in some ways, in some way, um, it's really easy, you know, for, for transgender people to do that. You don't have to be, like, truly you know, masculine, for lack right. of a better word, you can just talk really loud and be, you know, very forceful because it's about software anyway. And usually, you know, it doesn't make a difference at the end of the right. day. But I think that's the other reason. So the first is, you know, we all kind of group together anyway, because because we kind of, you know, I think we can kind of feel each other to a certain extent. But but then the other point is just that, you know, when you know, when, when you're in a situation and you're already trying to figure out who you are, yelling louder makes mm. you think you're doing it. Right. So, so, th- so your question was, what was it like right. to be, to be in technology? And it was, I think it's the same for every, you know, kind of nerdy dorky person who's in technology. Now you end up always having to, to defend, you know, everything that you, that you do now, an interesting I don't know if it's like a side effect. I'm not sure. It's like at some point going into technology became cool. Mm. It's certainly when I was younger, not at all. You went into software and people went, oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Right. You're, 
your mom must be very disappointed. You know, wow. You're going to be a lonely person the rest of your life. That's right. Issue. And so now you have this, this uh, the tech bro, uh, you know, I, I don't even right. affect, I don't know. It was, suddenly you've got these people who come in and they are actually masculine people coming in right. and like, you know, beating people around. And I got to tell you, the rest of us in technology who are already dorky people are going, oh shit, now the cool kids came into our field. What happened? So, wow. so, so that made it more difficult. Mm. Um, ultimately I ended up in management and, and I, you know, I was told that I managed down very well. And I think it's because I'm an empathetic and supportive person, right? You know, whether those are feminine qualities or not, I think is debatable, right? But certainly I, I try to relate to people. I try to empathize with them. And if you're trying to do a job, I want to support you the best I can. Mm. But I managed up really poorly because the the people who were in the high positions were these tech bro type guys right. that, you know, I kept on expecting them to push me down in the mud because it was like going right back to the playground again. So oh. so that was very difficult. And, yeah. you know, I, I recognize this now, 25 years later, it took only 25 years. I'm a slow learner, apparently. Oh, but but I realize this now that that you know so much of the difficulty I even experienced throughout my career was was more based on gender dysphoria than anything mm. else. Right. I had a um, I talked to a psychologist of mine. This was I don't know a few months back. So it was you know after I started transitioning. I mean that was probably six months in or so. So it's it was you know I was I was a lo- I was well along the way, and. You know, I, I, I said, um, he, he said, remind me again what your what your diagnosis was, you know, what the actual mental health mm-hmm. um, or mental disorder diagnosis was. And it had been diagnosed, uh, diagnosed um, schizoaffective disorder. Okay. So it's, you know, a, a schizophrenia, a mild schizophrenia uh-huh. uh, exacerbated by de- depression or, you know, affected by um, by, you know, by mood. Mm-hmm. So he said, yeah, remind me again. And I said, you know, schizoaffective disorder. And he says, do you think that was right? Looking back now mm. in light of, you know, you transitioning. And I got to tell you, I was taken. Ab- I didn't even consider it. Wow. I was I was really taken aback. I was like, right. oh, shoot. Um, and I kind of cast about for thoughts. And I went, yeah, maybe not. I wow. mean, maybe all the problem has been has been depression and gender dysphoria that caused, you know, whatever dissociation I did. Right. So, but it, I think this underscores again, you know, part of the difficulty that transgender people have with mental health period. Right. So I think it's so important for people to rec- to just understand. And I don't even know if understand is the right, right word, but to, to, you know, acknowledge the fact that a person that's transgender like you said, they're trying to understand who they are and not even so much. Well, yeah, who they are. Then also, how do you land in this world? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, that's really difficult. Like just one trying to figure out who you are. And then also where do I belong in all of this? Right. right. Like it's, it's wild. It, um, oh, go ahead. Is. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, I mean, that's, that's ultimately why, what I ended up writing about mm. is, is identity. Right. Um, cause I mean, I, you know, do you want to hear the quick story of like yeah. what happened my first two weeks on, on estrogen therapy? Yeah. So, so the first two weeks on estrogen therapy or so, you know, two to four weeks, you know, I, I, many of us experienced this, but I, all of a sudden I felt a, a big sense of clarity, hmm. like all of a sudden seeing the world. I mean, even visually, you know, I walked outside and I'm like, gosh, everything seems more, just more clear to look at. My thoughts hmm. were clearer. They weren't racing. Um, I felt a lot calmer and it really struck me. So I, you know, I, I'm glad you asked the question about technology earlier, because usually what I would do, you know, when I was in technology, I was very, you know, I would argue a point. Mm. I mean, absolutely. You know, especially if it was an important point that could cost a customer money, you know, those are important to me. Um, so I had a conversation with a project manager because I was on a contract on, on a project. And so I talked to the, the project manager about this and I said, listen, I wanted to ask you a question about such and such. 
why would you want to do this? And he said, oh, because of X, Y, and Z, whatever it was. And I said, well, X isn't a concern. Y should be something in five years. And Z is, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of making up the conversation again. (laughs) But he goes, now you're wrong. And I went, well, see, I'm not. I mean, because here's X, Y, and Z again, you know, counterpoints. And he goes, but we don't have to worry about that. And I said, but we kind of do. I mean, this is our customer and we should probably do the best for them. And he goes, well, if they do that, then they're doing it wrong. And I went, okay, cool, thanks. Right. And I hung up. Right. And I remember I went walking back out to the other room and my wife goes, hey, hey, how'd that conversation go? It didn't, (laughs) I didn't hear you yelling. And I was like, well, I told him three times and he said no. So I said, okay, and I hung up. And it's, but I, I thought about that. I was like, God, that is so uncharacteristic. Normally, I would have fought mm. tooth and nail, but it was like a 12-minute conversation, like totally 12 minutes. And I went, right. oh, okay, you don't want to hear me. I'm all right. right. You know, was that... I don't think that is only hormone-related. Right. I think part of that had to do with I had accepted enough about myself that I was confident, that I was growing confidence. and mm-hmm. And that helped me... Like I was okay with this guy disagreeing, right. which which was uncharacteristic. So the, the point of telling that story is that very soon after that, I thought, gosh, I, I need to start writing about some of this because yeah. the changes to cognition were so dramatic. So I, in October of last year, I started writing. In fact, was it, I think it was, yeah, yeah last night, I think I published my now my 100th article. Um, but all of that, centers around when we can when we explore ourselves when we understand ourselves you know we begin to accept ourselves and that makes the world better for each of us right what's weird is there's clinical research that shows that when we accept ourselves it actually goes outward wow we we accept other people better Mm. So, so that's what I'm focusing on now is pretty much, listen, everybody go out and look at who you are. Wow. And that's not transgender. I, I, I want to, I mean, it is, but not only transgender, because I will, I will guarantee there's somebody right now, there's like some, you know, white bread girl in, in Kansas, forgive me, white bread girl in Kansas, girls in (laughs) Kansas, I didn't mean to dump on you, but I'll guarantee there's some girl in Kansas you know, who's, who's thinking, look, I've got this whole Christian conservative life mm. and going, is that all there is? Right. And I think if she investigated who she was, she'd be able to figure out whether that is all there is. And if it is good, great. Right. Go. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but go ahead and be your conservative Christian self. Right. Um, but if it isn't, save yourself a lifetime of pain. Mm. And and fighting against who you are, and just do something else. You know, get out of there. If you know, if you if you accept yourself, the world's a better place all around. It's clinical clinical research that that, that, that uh, indicates that. No, that is amazing. Like I literally have goosebumps because I'm just <laughs> thinking about so many people that are just trying to push the narrative of trying to erase trans people. Mm-hmm. and erase people that don't fit the status quo. Right. And as you were saying that, I was like, I wonder if that is something that they're also wrestling with in terms of just accepting themselves. Because the idea of you stepping out of that box or the status quo, then you then have to really you know, work through all the things that you truly are instead of just trying right. to fit in the box, you know, don't cause any problems and just keep it moving, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating to me. Yeah, it's it's interesting. One of the, I mean, I think our Congress actually uh, exemplifies this very well. Mm-hmm. That when when you're not sure whether or not you should believe something, support it, agree with it, if you yell it louder, mm. you'll make yourself agree. Wow. And and you and other people around you too will go. Well, gosh, that person's yelling it. Right. Gotta if she's gonna yell it, it must be true. Exactly. Right. Wow. Nicole, Nicole Bobert, she's yelling that. Must right. be true. Right. So is, is that her name? Is that oh, Nicole Bobert? Possibly. We'll, I, we'll fact okay. check this later. <laughs> I don't, frankly, I don't want to put that into Google. I don't want Google. <laughs> right? But like, this is your search engine? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't 
don't want it. Yeah, I don't want that in my Google history. <laughs> it's right up there with proud boys. I'm not. What are they, it's like I'm good. I'm, I'm totally. What fine. are they proud of? I'd love love to know, but I'm not going to go find it. Right. It's like I'm not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> right. <laughs> Please and thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so as we're continuing to talk like about like the whole mental health piece, I. I definitely want to just talk about the idea of what so many people are saying, as you were saying, that they're screaming it louder. And I think one of the things that they're really screaming is that, or one, yeah, one of the things is that transgender people have a mental health issue mm. that mm -hmm. is centered around their gender, as opposed to, you know, they might have a mental health concern. And, you know, and let's right. say that most, most people do, you know, it's, you know, some people can kind of just function and get through life. But to say that trans being transgender is a mental health condition, that's where I just really want to talk about that and like how we can start, not to say that we can completely convince everybody that this is not true, but then to start just educating and just, you know, bringing awareness around the fact that this is not actually factual, you know? Yeah. So gosh, there's a lot, a lot to unpack in that whole thing. Right. Because, I mean, even, I mean, I think even in DSM-3, mm -hmm. like homosexuality was right. classified as a mental disorder. I mean, and that's not that old, not that old. DSM-3 was like 1990s, I seem to believe, mm -hmm. or I seem to remember. So in DSM-5, I mean, certainly transgender or gender dysphoria. I mean, it used to be considered gender identity disorder. So at least they knocked off the, the disorder Order, part right. of it. And now they're saying gender dysphoria as a contributing symptom to, you know, to other stuff like anxiety or, or, or other things. But I only brought that up because there's, you know, there's a history now and right. it's, it's hard to, it's hard to erase that bit of history to, to yeah. have somebody, you know, you go, well, this, we thought you were sick last year when dsm-4 yeah. was okay right now dsm-5 says you're all you're all right but i'm not sure i believe that i'm not sure right. i want <clears throat> to believe that right so one of the big i'm gonna go off a little bit on a tangent oh you're good but one of the big issues i believe in the transgender community is that we don't have a consistent like we don't have a consistent message i mean if i were to say to you sex and gender are different things. I mean, I think we'd agree. Right. But if you, I mean, if you got like 10, 10 transgender, 10 transgender people, gosh, say that, that's a, <laughs> put them in a room, you'll end up with at least 12 to 14 different opinions on why yeah. they are different, you know, and, and how they are. And this sort of runs the gamut from you know, there's the trans medicalists who say, oh, well, this it's just genetic or it's brain right. structure. You know, they they and I don't I'm, I'm not completely, um, you know, criticizing this idea because I think there's. Mm, I want to say validation. There's a sense of comfort in being able to say, I really didn't choose this. Mm. You know, I mean, like, I, you know, I've got naturally purple hair, right. as you know. <laughs> It's not natural. You knew that. You, you okay. totally could have fooled me. Like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. <laughs> yes, I'm an anime princess. Yes, and it's just naturally purple. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you caught me up short with that. Gosh, I would never have known. It. Oh dang! I, I should have run with it. <laughs> right. So, you know, there's a sense of comfort, though, in being able right. to say, look, I didn't choose this. You know, I didn't mm. choose the, the you know, the, the way my ears look. I didn't choose the way my nose is. I didn't choose these. And if you can also say I didn't choose to be transgender, I think there's a sense of comfort. And I like, frankly, I can understand that right. even if I don't agree with him. But then the opposite spectrum, there, there's somebody who goes, well, it's, you know, whatever you want to call yourself is what you are. Mm. That being said, it's not a consistent message. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because we don't have a consistent idea of what gender is. So one of I actually just finished an article the other day around I mean there's there are biologic I mean sex is not 
sex is not like this esoteric, you know, high level biological concept. I mean, right. this is like bio 101 type thing, but we use it very loosely. I mean, at least in, in common conversation. And so, you know, this article that I just wrote was, well, look, this is what sex really means. Mm. Because the, the anti-LGBTQ rhetoric, it's gonna, that's, a, that's a mouthful too, but <laughs> the rhetoric, from now on, just called the rhetoric. The rhetoric. It's like we have a, we have a contract, you know, <laughs> anti-LGBTQ rhetoric, right. in parentheses, quote, the rhetoric. Rhetoric. <laughs> but that rhetoric depends on this idea that sex and gender are identical, or at least mm -hmm. that gender follows from sex. Because if you do, you know, if you can say, you have a Y chromosome, which makes you male, which means you're a man who's going to like women, mm. then, you know, like, it seems like it flows. Right logically, I mean, sort of, right. You, you might get a little, like you might go, I, I don't know, man and like women. I, but the first two you go, well, right. Y chromosome means male, doesn't right. it? Mm. And, and actually, no, you know, the, the point is no, it doesn't. Right. Um, and it also doesn't mean that you're going to grow a penis, that you're going to grow the appropriate parts, you know, in order to, to, to be classified as male. Because sex is a is a biology concept right. that applies at the species level, just right. has has to do with with what kind of gametes you make. Mm. So those are the the two pieces that combine in sexual reproduction to to make a baby, right. to make junior. So <laughs> or, or or princess. I mean, or I, princess? Didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean only juniors, but so. So you, um, you know, right now we have a very difficult time expressing this, particularly in the transgender community. I think we right. just kind of go, yeah, whatever. They can have their definition of sex, but if they do, if they, if it is true that sex necessarily means, sorry, that that genetics necessarily leads to, um, you know, certain body parts, etc., then then you know that that rhetoric becomes very compelling. I mean, it's because it because it's kind of kind of flows. It is very fallacious right? because a Y chromosome is really only a potential, a probability that you're going to develop testic, uh, testes in the in the womb, that they're going to develop, you know, ultimately to the point where where you're going to make sperm, the gametes, which is at which point you could be classified male. So. Right. Anyway, that that's I mean, I think we sort of need to start there. Mm. Um, you know, we, we originally started this very long thread with, you know, the idea of, of transgender being a mental health disorder. Right. And I think much of that comes from our misunderstanding, a common misunderstanding of what sex really means. Right. And what genetics really does. Because mm. genetics is you know, I mean, it's a whole lot of coin tosses, but it's, right. it's a, you know, essentially a coin toss. Um, you know, at Y chromosomes don't mean you're going to develop testes. Mm. The, 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 you need, a fetus needs a, an outside source of testosterone right. in order to do that. It has to come from the mother. Right. That's the point. If the mother doesn't secrete enough testosterone, the child, the child will develop female sex characteristics. Right. XY chromosome or not. Mm. If the fetus is insensitive to androgens, to, te to testosterone in particular, the fetus develops female sex characteristics, XY chromosome or not. Right. And I, you know, I don't even want to think about, I mean, there are over 1,200 intersex characteristics that have right. been, you know, cataloged. That most of them are not obvious, like external, um, mm. you know, easily observable. Most right. of them are, are biochemical mm. and you never know that you've got them unless something goes wrong and you go, why the hell did that go? And then they check something and they go, oh, an intersex characteristic. Right. So to sum that up at least a little bit, the, the rhetoric depends that a y, depends on a Y chromosome meaning, you know, male and penis, you know, male and, and, uh, and, uh, um, male genitalia, but with that not being you know, an, an absolute truth, um, the, you know, that, that, uh, the rhetoric, you know, kind of fails at the first step. Right. Cause the point is that 
that that that argument fails because sex is not necessarily determined by genetics. Mm-hmm. Sex is a species level characteristic, and we're trying to apply it at the individual level, and that breaks. Mm. But that's the difference between sex and gender. Right. The the individual level needs some way of expressing species level sex characteristics, and that's the definition of gender. Right. An individual expression of sex characteristics whether you possess them or not right you know and then so when we're thinking about that part like we can then present that but then like i was saying before that idea of a transgender person being seen as you know or or being deemed having a mental health concern Mm -hmm. when we're hearing that we're hearing that oh this has to be a mental health concern you know it was in the dsm you said it was a three right Um, i believe three yeah certainly by three right and so now that we are seeing you know advancements and people still are like 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 you said before it's like okay now it's gone but do i really believe that this is true how like how do we get people in that mindset or even just at a place of acknowledging that transgender people aren't struggling with a mental health concern because of their identity? That makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, so for what it's worth, I mean, I think that is, I think that is the struggle. Investigating our own identity is, we don't want to do it. Not transgender mm, people, yes. human, humans, we go, look, I'm in this place, so I must be this. And so this concept of somebody actually looking, you know, at identity and saying, well, I think I'm this, you know, like that freaks people out. The idea that somebody would go, well, I'm not a man. I am a woman. Right. People go, but I can look at you and you're a man. And you go, but I'm, but I'm not. That's how I feel. Right. It freaks people out because you've got to do some, some analysis. I mean, it cracks me up, this idea of like rapid onset gender dys- uh, dysphoria, right. where you, you just go, oh, well, my friend, my friend said, you know, she's transgender. So now I am too. And it's like, well, you know, coming to that conclusion is not like a snap decision. It can't right. be. Right. Because that's a really vital component of identity. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I would, one thing I would say, so the, the, I believe the current DSM is um, is five, and and so they've they've downgraded, you know, they've downgraded um, transgender in particular. I mean, transvestism was in mm. four, um, you know. Now I believe in five, and it's not like I have a copy sitting over there. Right. But, um, the uh, I, I believe it's just been been turned into gender dysphoria as a contributing factor. So transgender itself. Mm-hmm is is not i don't believe it's actually classified now as as a as a mental disorder but i agree with you you can you can beat somebody over the head with with facts i mean right. with science i mean i'd love to give a ted talk or something like that and say yeah. this is really how how sex works this is really how genetics works and people could walk out and go gosh that was brilliant right but it doesn't change their concept of whether or not transgender people are like normal mm, and I, right. I'll, I'll throw i'll throw out you know the, the air quotes again because we we tend to think what is common and frequent is normal right and that's that's part i mean when we say cishet normative you know that most people are cisgender most people are heterosexual and so there's so you know another part of the rhetoric is to say well if most people are then it must be normal. That must be like the 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 standard case in transgender and homosexual is is an aber is aberrant behavior. Mm. You know, forget about uh, you know is that it, that in general the behavior is aberrant. Right. So to answer your question, because I I mean this I think this is critical to to you know the transgender community kind of I mean just getting along. Yes. I've got a slogan like on my website. Yes. My big slogan on my business card says making transgender normal since 2022, which I yeah. thought was cute. It fell out of my mouth in a in a meeting. <laughs> and I thought, oh, gosh, I better put that on a business card. Right. Put the little restricted mark, the trademark next to it. Right. But, you know, what that means, at least to me, is I like to have these conversations. 
I like to have conversations where where you know people go, well, transgender people are they're all drinking and they're all on the corner and they're you know they're useless and whatever. And I go, well, I, you know, I've got like a son who's growing up pretty well. Right. I mean, I I finished a PhD. I you know part of why I had trouble getting mental health support right was because I was too highly functional. Right. It's a bit of bit of irony in that, but. Um, that, that now I would be seen as having a mental health disorder, mm -hmm. you know, despite being, um, despite being functional. So where I was going to go with this though, is that I like to have conversations and, you know, have people recognize that, that I am, I'm just like anybody else down the yes. block, up and down the block. Yeah. I got a job. I got things I do. I've got things I care about. I've got a family. I went to school. I've got, you know, I'm a musician, whatever else. Right. I, I really enjoy. And I get it's been a few months now that I've been able to that I've that I've had. I'm going to put this as a privilege. There are a lot of things that I would say. I don't know if that's a privilege, but I but at this point, usually I pass in public. And that is absolutely a privilege because right. I have less of a chance you know, of getting the shit beat out of me. Right. Forgive me, but yes. Um, so I have that privilege right. and I actually almost enjoy talking to people for a while. And then I go, well, here, let me give you a business card. And they look at the business card and go, wait, when did, I'm sorry, is this one yours? And I go, yeah. And they're like, oh gosh, I guess I didn't know. Yeah. But then they go, well, well, wait a minute. If, if she's okay. Hmm. Now they got to think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that I've done everything right here. My, you know, people in my family, people in my, my, you know, relatively close community. I've got a few who are very conservative, very, mm -hmm. very religious. And I mean, I had conversations with them, you know, and the, the, <laughs> it's interesting, you know, the first two questions I get, are you still going to stay married? Yeah. Wow. Yes. And then the next one is, are you going to have bottom surgery? Which seems like a really quick, you know. Right. It's just like, uh, okay. You're going from, yeah. You're going from my marriage all the way to like, you know, what genitalia oh, do yeah, you are intend you gonna... to design <laughs> later on? I'm like, huh. That was a quick, quick transition from. Right. So in any event that, you know, I've had a lot of these conversations and just, you know, I'm happy to talk honestly. Right. Like, I don't, I don't, hopefully I don't come off as, as abnormal, whatever that means. Right. Most, most people now perceive me as, you know, like this normal person. Right. Just, I mean, with purple hair, you know, I, right. I, I will admit, you know, that, yeah, that, that singles me out is a little bit different, but, right. but for the most, but I, I and I guess that's where I would, would summarize, you, yeah. you know, is the main thing is that we need to appear you know, for lack of a better way of describing it, normal. Yes. God, I, I love Dylan Mulvaney. She's mm -hmm. just a just a nut, and and you know, <laughs> I, I if she ever hears this, by the way, Dylan, I really do. I think very highly of you. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, because yeah. she's put herself out there in a mm -hmm. way that just goes, "Hey, look at me." Yeah. I mean, she wanted to bring attention to transgender. Right. Which is awesome. Right. And she she's drawn a lot of fire to way too much fire mm. for one person to draw. Right. And unfortunately, I mean, part of that part part of how she's done uh, drawn the attention is by being being bombastic. Right. And so, you know, I I, I hope to I hope to to draw attention by being totally and completely normal, which you know, right. seems a little weird. But I mean, I, I have had people in the community reach out to me and say, Hey, listen, you, you're an inspiration. Yeah. And I went, wait, why? And they go, because you're totally normal, which mm -hmm. seems, you know, somewhat dichotomous, but, um, I do still have, you know, I had the ability to hold a job. I, you know, I've, I'm still married. I've, mm -hmm. I'm not drunk on the corner, whatever it was, right, I was right, saying people, earlier. Right. <laughs> right. And, you know, and I thank you so much for just bringing that out, that, you're saying like the whole idea of just being normal. Um, and that's what I was saying in the beginning of this conversation. The fact that you are just you and living this 
quote unquote normal life. You're married, you have a child, you have a you know, job, you're doing all the things that you want to do and you're, and you're not on the corner, right? As people would yeah. think, right? Mm -hmm. That is an inspiration to so many people because, and, and particularly trans people, because it's like, I think, especially some trans people that I know, it's like they're fighting this battle to be seen. And sometimes it can be so put upon in a way that I don't know if that's, you're just like, okay, are you, are you, you, or is this something mm -hmm. that you're trying to present as, because now that you're in, now that you're accepting yourself as transgender, now you're putting on this additional layer of something that right. might not really be authentic. Does that make right. sense? It, it does. And you know, I think there's, I, I was having a conversation with somebody recently about how, you know, there's a lot of cattiness mm. in the transgender community. Right. Like right at the very beginning, you know, you put on a dress or, I mean, I'm thinking, um, you know, man to woman uh, transition. Right. You put on a dress and frankly, you look terrible. You, most of us. Well, at 53, I looked, well, 52, I looked terrible. I'll just okay. say. <laughs> but I put on the dress and I said, you know, I've got to try to make this be me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I started hanging out with people in the transgender community on, right. on discord, whatever else, you know, on medium where I've been writing now, trying to find communities as close to me as possible. And at some point you, you get presentable. So you, you go from, from really, you know, you look in the mirror and you go, Oh dang. And then you get to, <laughs> I mean, it's, it was, I did. Right. And then you get to a presentable state, but presentable is mm -hmm. not the same as passing. Mm. So yes, okay. Then and so that so that's a challenge, mm. right? And unfortunately, I think most people stay in sort of the presentable stage, right? Where where you don't quite pass, and that makes people with a cowboy. They got the big ten gallon, you know, cowboy hats, right. whatever those are. The big Stetson. What were those things? Yeah, is that who cares? <laughs> I'm not going to put that into Google either because I don't want that in my history. Right. Nicole Boberts, Stetson. <laughs> I'll start getting weird uh, email. <laughs> that, oh, you're you know, good. When you stay in the presented, uh, the presentable area, mm -hmm. you're noticeable. Mm -hmm. and people see that and they go, see, that's one of those weirdo transgender mm. people. So the cattiness, though, I mean, I think once you get into the passing stage, that's when people, that's when most of the population who's presentable goes, oh, screw you. Really? Right. Goddamn you. Mm -hmm. now, now you're passing. Right. Get out of our community. And mm. ironically, I think that getting to that point has been such a such a journey in identity, such a journey in like figuring out who you are. Because you don't pass magically. Right. I mean, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how my clothes should work, what clothes would work for the way my, my body is, you know, what right. what makeup might help me look good. I mean, as good as I look. Um you know, what hair, my hairstyle. I mean, there's a right. lot that goes into this. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's, you know, you just kind of like one day you wake up and people go, oh, dang, look at you, you passed. Now get out of our community. Right. You put a lot of effort into this. And, mm -hmm. and I said earlier in the show, when you know who you are, it's easier to accept yourself. Wow, yeah. And so you get this confidence. And then you're yeah. like, okay, well, I'm out of here. If you're going to be mm -hmm. catty. Right. You know, I don't want to hang around you. Right. When you start passing, you don't look transgender. That's what passing means. Right. So nobody knows. Mm -hmm. So you stop being a representative, as mm. it were. Right. So I guess all I'm trying to say here is that, I mean, I think it's important if if we are who we are, not to be pissy about it. I don't want to go out and like knock yeah. on people's door and go, hey, did you, um, by the way, I'm standing the fuck up. Oh, no, wait, open the door. Look, yeah. I'm sorry, you know, not, I don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. But I definitely want to make it clear, you know, this is who I am. This is my identity. Yeah. And I haven't owned it, truly owned it, mm. until I think today that I was like, yeah. that I'm done. You know, I don't care if I pass or not. Yeah. I'm walking around. I'm telling people. Yeah. And I hope they go, huh, who would have thought? You right. Know, you seem totally normal. So... I, oh my gosh, I love that. And like, no, seriously, Damn I story. love that. No, I think it's beautiful because it's like, I think for so many people, you're just kind of like, 
you know, just trying not to, you know, either stand out or if you mm -hmm. are a person that's standing out, you're, you're still trying to be as um, respectful or whatever that mm -hmm. looks like. Like you're trying, you, you're just trying to play small base. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't want to offend anybody or whatever. But it's like, no, fuck that. Like, this is me. <laughs> right. And right. you don't have to like it, but what you have, but what I expect from you is respect. Right. Like mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. don't have to be best friends. We don't have to be any of these things, but you should at least respect me and allow me to be me because right. I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, you're just out here living your best life. Why can I live mine? Like what the hell? Right. right. <laughs> you know, it's a good question. Like are, are these people living their best lives? Like the people who hate right. trans the transgender community, mm. are they? I, I don't think so. I, yeah, I mean, part of me wonders if there's something deep down. Mm -hmm. There's that that concept um, called the shadow. Mm. You know, we we see things in other people and we go, God, I hate that because we know we do it, at least subconsciously. Right. And so I'm curious, you, you know, if, if part of why the transgender community, you know, that there are people who just revile the transgender community. I mean, mm -hmm. there's there are people who are really really just horrid i mean anybody yeah. who is going to punch another person period i mean i don't right. care for whatever reason like you know think about this for a moment think right. about what you're doing do you really want to be that person right but um i i have the sense that part of the reason why there's so much hate much of our society is so polarized mm -hmm. is because we're so similar to each other yeah you would go well wait a minute didn't you just say we were polarized yeah i think because we want to pretend we are polar opposites. Right. And there's a lot of similarity similarity yeah. among all of us. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that because and I also think too, like like you were saying before, are they living their best lives? And I think as they're seeing people who are living in their truth, it's almost a sense of just jealousy. And it's like, Yes, damn yes. it, I wish I could do that. I yes, wish I much. could just truly be myself. So let me mm -hmm. just flip the script and act as if they're crazy and this is a sin or whatever right. people are saying, mm -hmm. because I can't actually be myself. And I've been conforming to whatever narrative for however long. It's like, right. It's so it's it's really aggravating, you know? Oh, very much. And I, I mean, I think that's I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. As, as crazy as it sounds. I mean, just the stupid, you know, Jung came out, came up with this, I don't know, 60 years ago. I got to imagine right now, Carl Jung's like, you know, he's sitting there going, mm-hmm, what'd I tell you? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, I wrote books about it, folks. Right. Didn't you? Right. Were you not paying attention? Exactly. exactly. So. Oh, my gosh. So before before we go, I definitely just wanted to talk about the fact that you were featured in NASDAQ. You were, it's, a, it's an article, right? Yes. That, yes. And I was just like, and the article was featured around was it just LGBTQ professionals and how they're making a difference in their professions? And I was just like, this is amazing. So how did this even come about? This is, I'm so excited for you. So, well, thank you. Uh -huh. um, so I'm, so I, I'm part of this, I'm part of a network uh, called Dreamers and Doers. Uh -huh. And so they had, you know, they were going to write an article and they said, mm -hmm. do we have any Q people in the network? And so uh -huh. there, there ended up being, um, a total of four of us. We, you know, we wrote our stories up and dreamers and doers, you know, chose what they had and, and submitted the article. So the response from that has been like overwhelming. I don't. Right. But I'm still struggling with that. And yeah. I I was, I mean, I was beyond honored. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was recognized. I'm going to end up crying if, while I'm saying uh -huh. this. So stand by. But I mean, I was, I was recognized, first of all, as being like a thought leader, mm -hmm. but I was also recognized as a woman. Yeah. That's and, beautiful. um, you know, as dreamers and doers, you know, it's, it's, it's that it was that network. And, right. um, yeah, it was beyond honor. And I, I love your slogan, making transgender normal since two, uh, 2022. I could be saying it wrong, but I think it's, that's right. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I got it. Okay. <laughs> but I think it's so important to say it in that way because, if you look at the majority of people that are transgender or have gone through, you know, the transitioning of, you know, being a non-binary person and just expressing themselves in that way, that is living and that should mm -hmm. be normal. We all should follow the lead of transgender people to live 
right. our, our lives. That should be the normal way of living. And that should be yes. celebrated, you know? Mm -hmm. There's there's a little tiny piece. And so saying since 2022, do you remember I said earlier, I'm like, I've identified, you know, as part of the rainbow uh -huh. for three decades, you know, right. easily three decades, finally bought some flags, et cetera, et cetera. But I stick that since 2022 because that's when I accepted mm. identification, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how to put it. Like yeah. I was able to say, you know, I mean, everybody I've talked to, well, not everybody, but many of the people I've spoken to, uh -huh. I have no problem saying I'm, I'm bisexual. I have no problem. Although actually now that I've been thinking about what the word sex means, I keep on going, God, bisexual is a crappy term. Right. But, I could say pansexual, but that still has the word sex in it. And I go, right. mm, anyway, moving on. I've had no problem telling people that. And I've had no problem mm -hmm. telling people, yeah, you know, I've dressed up in ladies clothing. I've gone mm -hmm. out. I mean, I used to tell, you know, anybody who would listen. I did drag karaoke when I was in uh, uh, in graduate school, which right. was a great time for me anyway. Right. Possibly not the audience, but <laughs> beside the point. Um. So, I mean, I've been I've been willing to to tell people this, but I didn't actually assimilate it as like part of me. Mm. And so when I say making transgender normal since 2022, I mean, I think I've led a relatively normal life and I've been transgender, but it really was only it was only normal in my head since wow. last year. So that's kind of the whole meaning of that slogan. I love, and I love that. There probably are other people that are in that position that it's just like, I know this is who I am. Mm -hmm. I just can't step into it yet. I, I just don't know how right. to do that. And it's like, it, it's, it's just a part of the journey and whatever that looks like for that person, the hope is that they'll step into it and be their normal self. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, yeah. it does take exploration though. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, I mean, that's kind of the first step. I mean, yeah. I made a, a Discord community sometime last year, late uh -huh. last year, that is that is dedicated to exploring gender identity. Mm. And that doesn't mean transgender, and that wasn't supposed to be a plug, by the way, but... Hey, um, let it happen. <laughs> but that's, you know, like, I don't care. Like, if you come in and you go, I'm not even transgender, mm. I, I'm just, you know, I'm curious. You know, I'm captain of the football team. I'm curious if, I, if I'm too toxically masculine. <laughs> toxically masculine i mean we need to explore these things we need yeah. to explore who we are because without exploring who we are we can't figure it out so you know but but i you know it took really sitting down and going okay i'm going to explore this right and uh but so really what i did you know and this is why my psychologist said go write a book is is it was that it was i'm just going to explore my own identity and, mm. and see where it leads me and it's led me here and I, I will say, you know, I I attempted suicide four times in my life. Thankfully I missed. Right. Um and I think for the first time in my life I can say I'm comfortable with myself. Yeah. You know, I'm not worried about attempting suicide again. Mm. You know, I like myself. Yeah. I can look in the mirror and I don't go, Ooh, gosh, you. Mm. I look in the mirror and I go, I like myself. No, I, and I love that because I think a lot of people don't. Right. Right. And they're struggling with that. Yes. But I wanted to segue, talking about your podcast. Sure. Right. So what's the name of your podcast and, and, and what, what are you, what fun things are you doing on there? So there are two of them. The, the first There's one two. is called, wow. um, well, the second one has yet to be published. I'm, okay. I'm, working on format and, and I mean, I've got an episode recorded, but yeah. So one of the, one of the podcasts, you know, the one that, that there are, uh, 10 episodes mm -hmm. out, I think, yeah, the 10th came out today. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, it's, it's called, why are you? And the idea is I started off asking, say, you know, give me five words that define, you know, whoever it is I'm talking to is, so right. give me five words that define Alicia. Uh huh. And then you would go, Oh crap. Five. Right. You go on for apparently an hour and 22 minutes on who yeah. I am. <laughs> but you distill it down to five. And then what I was doing was picking on each of the five mm. and saying, is this really you? Why would you use that? You know, why did you give me that? Right. And then finally, at the end of it, um, try to turn it into like a portrait where, mm. where I would say, here are the words you gave to me. I'm going to pair them 
them back to you. And usually people, you know, at the end of it, I mean, it was a hit and miss kind of thing, which is why I kind of changed it a little bit, but sort of hit and miss. I would, I would say something and people go, Oh gosh, is that, is that really who I am? Wow. I'm a whole lot better than I thought I was, Mm. which was a neat, I mean, it was neat to watch, you know, because you're like, you know, the person came into it going, why am I, why am I a jerk? I think is why, you know, I was trying to say, and then I got to the end of it and said, look at this beautiful person. They go, oh, shoot, you're, you're right. So, so there's eight, eight episodes, I think like that. And I liked them. So, so that's that podcast. Um, I'm just trying to ask weird questions, not weird, but I'm trying to ask questions about, you know, why, why do we. Why are we the way we are? Mm. It ter- sort of worked into the, that with that title, but um, you know the choices that we make are important. Yeah. And the other podcast that I'm working on is just I I realized that I was talking to other people and saying, "What do you like?" Mm. And then I thought, "Geez, I have a lot of I have a lot of ideas." And I tried to like insert yeah. a little bit of that right into the other conversations. Then I and then I would you know, realize and go. Sorry, this is your podcast. You let me go back on you. <laughs> so I'm trying to do that now. Yeah, um, you know, there are topics that I think relate to identity and who we are, who we are, why we are who we are. Mm-hmm. But I have yet to talk about them, and so I'm trying to, you know, I've I've recorded one interview with a with a colleague of mine, and I I have a plan for another one. And actually, I'm, Fiona doesn't know this, but. You know, I was going to see if she would do because I have a I'm going to talk to her next week and I was hoping uh-huh. we could record, you know, an idea there. But just, you know, how do certain aspects of, of humanity affect us? Mm. Um, you know, I want to talk to a, to a friend of mine about like role playing games. Right. Because I because I think there's a lot of exploring identity mm. when you get into the role playing, you know, game realm. Right. And uh you know, I want to talk about music. Fiona's a musician. I want to talk about, you know, how does music help shape who we are and, and right. why does it shape who we are? So it keeps on coming back to, you know, essentially, why are you? But at least this time I get to talk. I literally could talk to you all day. Like, I'm not even joking because this has Thank been you. amazing. Thank but, you. But, but before we go, if you can let everyone know where they can find you, whether it's like social media, any mm-hmm. websites. Yeah, just take it away. Sure. I think the easiest thing to do, if I just call out my website, uh-huh. which is just amethysta.io, mm-hmm. there's an about page on there that has links to everything because oh, I'm on, I don't know, Instagram, Mastodon, Substack, Medium, LinkedIn. I'm probably forgetting at least one. <laughs> so. I don't know. There's there's all the things, but I, you know, yeah. I post to them rarely, but right. not that rare. I just got a, an awesome new pair of shoes that I'm wearing now. I don't usually wear shoes in my house. Right. Because I love to go barefoot. Yeah. But I just got this awesome pair of kitty face Mary Janes. I'll show you afterward. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I will post these to Instagram tonight. But I need to see these shoes. So you're saying like, is it like Hello, Hello Kitty? They're, they're, um, I'll show you. Okay, you'll show. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Put, I don't want to take it off right now, but I will hold it up. And that's all good, y'all. <laughs> you definitely have to check out these shoes. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see them. <laughs> so, but am- amethysta.io. That's that's the easiest way. There's a contact page if you wanted uh-huh. to talk to me and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, because I I love emailing with people. I love getting on Discord with people. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of been my life's mission. Mm. It's become my life's mission. Which sounds cheesy. You know, you get people, you know, Tony Robbins goes, go find a mission. (laughs) Well, I did. I found a mission. You know, I thought it was, I thought it would be cheesy, but I'm like, no, what I do is I, I want to tell people, go figure yourself out. Yeah. And I'll talk with you if you want, you know, to to help you do it. So, but it's, it's, um, you know, it's stupidly rewarding. So, so that's how I got here. No, I love it. I think that that connection is what so many people are needing mm-hmm. anyway. So mm-hmm. it, it is not something to just, you know, <laughs> just kind of like, oh, no, that's no big deal. No, that that's major because a lot of people are just missing that connection and that just someone hearing them and them being seen. So that's so important. Like, seriously. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You. I mean, oh, thanks, for, 
I'll go ahead. You've said such such nice things to me. I'm, you know, thank you for this invitation for for letting me, you know, just just talk. I appreciated it so much. You are so welcome. And as you're, you know, thanking me, I just I can't thank you enough because this has been beyond informative. It's just kind of like filled me up, and and I just like I said, I'm still on this, you know, path of just learning, you know, you know, different things about just like the non-binary and just. Um, I was sharing with someone the other day, I was like, if animals have all these different colors and they present in all these different ways, um, and there's no question or they're not being punished or put down about who they are, why as humans, like, you know, it just, it just makes no sense to me. How can we put (laughs) us, put, put human beings we're supposed to be, I guess, at the top of the whole chain of like beings. Right. Right. How are we just in these boxes? Like, come on, guys. Like, this is this is crazy town. Like, seriously. It you is. know? It but is. yeah. Oh my gosh, Amy. I could talk to you all day, but like I said, <laughs> we will definitely have to connect again. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. No. Oh, thank you. The honestly, it was the pleasure was all mine. Thank uh. you. Oh, great. And y'all, thank y'all for listening. And I'll see y'all next week. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Eating Me podcast. I am so happy that you all keep coming back to listen to these awesome conversations. And so please, if you have not please subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't rated or reviewed the show, please take the time to rate and review the show. These conversations mean so much to me and I hope they mean that much to you. So definitely continue to rate and review, start rating and reviewing and continue to share or start sharing the podcast with those that you love or those that you're trying to love. (laughs) All right, y'all. I'll see y'all in the next episode. I love you. Bye.